Chapter 33 The Damsel Tumble hadn't seen Blue in almost three days. She lay face down on Mr. Patty's dusty-smelling sofa and listened to the stomping and banging coming from overhead. The roofers had finally come to patch the leaks. She breathed in more dust and covered the back of her head with her arms to drown out the sound. Lying here, it had occurred to her that you did not pay to fix the roof of a house you were only renting for a few months. You didn't start talking about hardwood floors and new light fixtures if you were planning on leaving in just a little while. Tumble didn't know why she had never realized that every broken broken thing her mother repaired was one more sign they would be in Murky Branch for a long, long time. She was starting to wonder if they had actually bought the house from Mr. Patty, and they hadn't wanted to tell her in case her poor, fragile brain couldn't handle it. And obviously, her brain couldn't handle it, because if they told her they were moving here for good, Tumble thought she would scream and scream. And if they ever tried to get rid of the RV, she thought she would die. I don't even have a friend here. Not anymore. She had reread How to Hero Every Day Again, but there was nothing at all on how to make your friends not hate you when you were, your heroing efforts were a disaster. It was like Maximal Star had never made a mistake in his whole career which was more proof that Tumble was cursed. She tried to think back on every good thing she'd done and every ex she'd gotten rid of. Even though she'd helped people, she'd always, always managed to put herself in danger doing it. Someone else had to rescue her every single time. She didn't have any hope of getting rid of the marks against her, especially not now that she had to add exes for Ida and Howard and the Drebellion and Millie and on and on. If she tried again, she would only mess up and make more mistakes she couldn't erase. She felt the sofa dip at her feet. Someone had sat down. She clenched her arms tighter over her head. Maybe whichever parent it was would decide she wasn't worth the trouble. Her mother's voice said, Is it really so terrible here? The strange thing was, it hadn't been. The house, of course, was a ruin, and the weather was too hot and sticky. But it had been okay. Tumble had found blue. Of course, that was before Tumble knew that her parents meant for this to be a long-term arrangement. It was before she realized that they weren't just thinking she needed a change of pace or a house without wheels. It was before she discovered they were right to worry. There actually was something wrong with her. She couldn't say any of that out loud, though. Instead, she mumbled, Blue's mad at me, into the sofa cushions. It came out so muffled that her mother couldn't possibly have heard her. Tumble sat up. Blue's mad at me, she said again. Her mother frowned. What did you do? Tumble hated that she just assumed Tumble had done something wrong. What makes you think it's my fault? Is everything always my fault? Just because you think I can't do anything right? Lily, I didn't mean it like that, her mother said, leaning back onto the sofa. She sounded tired. I don't think everything is your fault. I meant to say, what happened? Tumble, thought Tumble. Tumble, tumble, tumble. Maybe if her mother had ever believed in her enough to use her hero name. Maybe if she'd given Tumble a little more support. But Tumble didn't even think that herself anymore. Her parents had been right all along, hadn't they? She pulled her knees up to her chest and wrapped her arms around them. It was my fault, though, she said. His cousin Ida, she's really scared of animals and we were trying to help her get over her fear. Tumble tried to think of what to say next. Her mother didn't know about the fates, and Tumble didn't know how to didn't want to tell her. 
It would only confirm everything she thought about Tumble, and then her parents would probably keep her trapped in this house until she was older than Ma Myrtle. So we were training her to hold gerbils, said Tumble. Gerbils? Her mother looked confused. Right, said Tumble, because gerbils are small and friendly. Only Ida backed out at the last minute, and she didn't want to go through with the plan, and I kind of made her do it anyway. Tumble could get away with this watered-down version of the truth because nobody from the Montgomery house had thought to tell her parents that Tumble had released a pack of crazed rodents and almost burned herself to death with a road flare. Tumble had thought for sure someone would call them and hadn't gotten any sleep that first night waiting for the inevitable consequences. After all, you couldn't go around catching yourself on fire and expect to get away with it, especially not when that was how your brother... Tumble shoved the thought away. It hadn't happened. No phone call had come, no knock on the front door, and Tumble had decided that maybe the Montgomerys didn't know how normal families worked. Or maybe they did, but they were all too busy with their own problems to bother tattling on her. Isn't Ida a lot older than you? Her mother asked. I'm not sure how you could manage, make a teenager do something she didn't want to do. Well, said Tumble, Blue didn't want me to do anything to scare her. But I didn't agree, and I maybe freed some of the ger gerbils. Oh, Lily. She was massaging a spot on the center of her forehead. Why would... I thought it would be fine, said Tumble. I thought she needed some help was all. Needed some help, her mother said. So it's that again. Tumble stared at the floor. It was funny how you could have an awkward silence, even with people hammering on the roof right over your head. I just don't understand, her mother said. Why everything has to be maximal star all the time. When did you decide that the whole world needed saving and you were the only one who could do it? She didn't sound angry, only frustrated. Helping people is important, though, said Tumble. Of course it is, her mother said. And when you see someone you can help, you should. I'm so proud of you for always worrying so much about others. Then why? Some people need help, but they don't need your help, Lily. At least not directly. They need help from their parents or their teachers or, heaven forbid, the authorities. When you see someone robbing a 7-Eleven, you call the police. You don't dash in yourself. But, Tumble could feel the pencil in her pocket, the eraser, and the picture with its dozens and dozens of new X's. You never used to worry so much about all the world's wrongs, her mother said. It's something your father and I talk about a lot. We came here because we think you need time to be a kid. We don't want you to be miserable. We just want you to have a safe place to grow up. We want you to have friends, and you don't have to leave behind every couple of months. That's not working out, Tumble said glumly to her kneecaps. Her mother leaned over and wrapped her arm around Tumble's shoulders. You know, she said, we all mess up and hurt our friends once in a while. The solution is the same no matter how old you are. I already tried apologizing, said Tumble, right after it happened. Hmm, her mother said. Sometimes apologies work better after you've given people time and space to grow.